Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, welcome to the program. Hello, Dr. Paul. How are you? Very well, thank you. Doing just good, trying to save the world. <laughs> we're having a tough time. <laughs> we're we're next door neighbors today, right? Because our studio has a little problem. So yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but we have a good technician. That Sircon knew how to improvise, and we're talking through this modern technology. So I hope, <laughs> I hope we don't mess it up because <laughs> we have a, a very important message as usual. And this uh, message today that we're going to be talking about is on foreign policy because a big event occurred and they just finished. We're on pins and needles. What did they do? What did they say? You know, G20, that's the 20 big ones. And they got together and uh, it's, it was supposed to be, you know, propaganda. Tell us what's happening. Reassure us what's going on. And uh, it's uh, that part we usually get to hear about and, uh, and find out what they're talking about. But uh, the real stuff at those meetings is done behind the scenes, you know, sneaking off in the corner, making deals and, and making contracts, selling more weapons, that sort of thing. But this time it was a little bit different. Uh, because the propaganda effort, uh, the announcement at the end, this is what we've done for the world. They even sent Janet Yellen over there to, you know, get some real great propaganda and show how she can heal the economy. And guess what? Uh, they never had a communique. They never had an announcement. They never, they forgot about their propaganda. And uh, now we have to wonder what were they doing in secret? Because even the propaganda became secret, mainly because they don't know what they're doing. It's sort of like trying to figure out what the Fed talks about and what their plans are and what's going to do. And uh, it's all done in secret. Well, for the real foreign policy is, is done in secret. And then you have to sort that out from the propaganda and the lying. And of course, we've been doing that over, uh, over Ukraine now uh, since 2014, since the coup that occurred with NATO, the United States that we strongly objected to has been ongoing. And we've been witnessing and paying for many, many billions of dollars because we're the we're the ones who pay the most because people still trust our printing presses. They say, well, as long as the Americans print the money and people take it, we'll let them buy our weapons and do what we have to do. So that has has continued, but it, it, it will end. And I think today is another example of uh, the foreign policy and the operation of an empire is coming apart. And yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're coming apart right now and they don't know exactly what's going to happen. But I'll tell you what, they've started off <clears throat> with noble causes, you know, uh, they don't talk about maybe subtly there may be a contest going on uh, here with behind the scenes, some fascists against some communists and uh, and maybe remnants of each one. That that, of course, is that's off limits. You could get canceled for talking about that. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, I think that, uh, uh, you know, the people. Uh, that uh, the the, uh, the the people that we're we're watching are very cautious of what they're saying and doing it. And Ukraine looks like the victims, as far as I'm concerned. I think they've been talked into being, uh, you, you know, uh, the, the people who are out on the front lines and sacrificing the most. And then the American people have suffered a lot, certainly with uh, with the uh, amount of money being spent. And Daniel, 
What do you have to say about this minor little product? Why didn't we have a communique? Well, we've got a we've got a lot more to say about that, Dr. Paul. But you know, we had a breaking story before we started today, which is uh, President Trump talking about being indicted. So why don't we uh, dig a little bit into that before we dig into the Ukraine stuff? Because it seems like everyone is talking about uh, this uh, this email. Uh, this uh, uh, he put out a statement on his uh, True Social saying that he expected to be arrested and put in jail before the elections. That seems to be the craziest thing that we've ever seen. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts about that? Well, the Democrats are ecstatic. They keep believing their own lies. You know, they come on. And it's essential. And you and I have talked about this a lot. We keep thinking that all is going to backfire. But then there are times I think, well, maybe it can't keep backfiring. But the worst it, worst it gets, really, the more likely it is it's going to backfire on them, you know, because they're lining up. Now they're going after on G6. Can you think of anything dumber than that when you look at, oh, yeah, we set an example for the world because when we had a trial on those people, uh, we were really very cautious about following the rules. Of course, the defense weren't allowed to even view the evidence. And, uh, and yet, the media said nothing, and all they do is there is a collusion between the people uh, in the opposition party, along with the media, along with the military-industrial complex. They're terrified of Trump. They're scared to death about Trump, and therefore they have to stick together. That is their main main goal in life, and they they'll do anything. They uh, you, you know they they understand very much. Uh, you know that uh, uh, the the whole whole thing is is time, t telling lies means no problem. You, you know, and that is the technique of uh, of uh, tyranny and the technique of uh, of people who have uh, have empires. They have to lie, and it, it lying becomes treasonous, and that is what their goal is. There's a lot of treason going on, and uh, believe me, I don't think uh, I, I don't think the accusations. Toward Trump uh, will satisfy everybody in this country on who's telling the truth and who's being more likely treasonous. Uh, and that is what has to be sorted out. But it will be. You know, I think about yeah. the, the assassination, uh, JFK. And uh, I remember how that attitude had to, ch had to change. And right now we're in the middle of this great battle. I think that's what this election is all about. It is the, uh, it is the contest between uh, who, who's telling the truth on here and who's credible. And uh, that will be determined because there's a lot of stuff going back and forth and it's a real tragedy as I see it. Yeah, and the, the, the whole start of this was on Sunday night, apparently uh, President Trump, former President Trump was sent a letter by this Jack Smith, who's a special prosecutor, uh, telling them that he's the target of a grand jury investigation uh, dealing with January 6th events, of course, that great insurrection where the Republic almost fell. We were literally a hair's breadth from falling <laughs> because of President Trump. Um, but uh, apparently, so that that is uh, driving the speculation that they may actually try to, to jail him. Now, he went to his truth social uh, to talk about what's going on and in his usual bombastic way, which endears some, of course, and it irritates a lot of others. He actually made a very good and very accurate point. And I'm just going to read from what he wrote. He said, um, they've made, uh, the, uh, they've, uh, he said, uh, they illegally spied on my campaign. True. 
attacked me with a totally fake dossier that was funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign with the DNC, true. Impeached me twice, I won, true. They failed on the Mueller witch hunt, no collusion, true. They failed on the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, true. We just found that out. The 51 intelligence agents fraud, true. We found that out. The FBI Twitter files, true. We found that out. The DOJ Facebook censorship and every other scam imaginable. But on top of that, they have now effectively indicted me three times. The Department of Justice staffed and runs the DA's office in Manhattan with a probable fourth coming from Atlanta. So having failed in all of those things, they are not deterred, Dr. Paul. They're still going after him. And I have to say, it's been said before, but the whole idea that a, pre a sitting president arrests and puts in jail his prime opposition, his prime opponent in a coming election, that is not something that you would expect in a normal democracy. It's something you would expect in some third world dictatorship. You know, it's, it's been said many times that uh, a grand jury could, could indict a ham sandwich. That means they it's a terrible system. And I, I really agree with that. It's a terrible system because the opposition is not allowed to speak out. So they, they do indictment. But now indictments have become essentially guilt. Uh, it used to be that, uh, that this was just to get somebody to study it. But no, it's, uh, it's very ruthless. And uh, this, this, uh, this is uh, something that has, has been going on. But pretty soon it will say, oh, no. They they don't they can not only can indict a ham sandwich they can indict Donald Trump at will you know just indict him and uh, and now uh, I think most people realize that ham sandwich was innocent <laughs> and, and now I think they're waking up to find out that uh, that some of this stuff is a farce and, and if that is true. Uh, and I think Trump sort of has to have some psychological protection because he probably figures like you cited some of his defense and sounds, sounds pretty reasonable. So he he has to have some some defense. And that, that is that uh, truth is on his side on so many of these issues and uh, that the opposition loses ground. It certainly has in the Republican Party. You know, one thing I remember in 1984, uh, in 1974, when Nixon was being, uh, you know, impeached and kicked out, that the Republicans really rallied around them and uh, rallied around the Democrats and they worked together. In this case, I'll tell you what, uh, the, you, don't de de you don't see the Republican dissenters, you know, disappearing. And they're pretty good at politics. If they thought defending Trump under these terrible situations. Just think of all these horrible things he's been doing. You know, he's been indicted, so he must have done at least 5% of them or something. But, uh, so that, 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 that is, uh, you know, something that they're, they're looking at. And I, that, that is why I think that the, the Republicans are not giving up on him. And I have a suspicion that in time, uh, some of the independents will do the same thing. And that is not in the defense of the campaign of uh, Donald Trump. It's in the, in, the, in the defense of trying to sort out truth from fiction. I'll tell you what, uh, there's a lot of fiction that goes out there that we have our job for ourselves. Yeah, and I think Trump's main beef is that he doesn't think the elections were honest. He thinks they were rigged. Now, I think he should have a First Amendment right to suggest that. And you've always said, well, okay, Maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong, but why can't we verify it? You know, the other side, the opposition, 
even if you raise the question that there might be some problems, I don't know if it was rigged, but what if it was? Even if you raise that question, you are anathema. You are one of the insurgents. You hate democracy. Of everything is trying to weaponize the idea that you can question the elections, which is ironic because Hillary Clinton still questions the 2016 elections. She still says she was ripped off and she was cheated. So they do it all the time, but they're trying to use Trump's skepticism, and I think well-deserved uh, skepticism of the conduct of the election in 2020. They're trying to use that as a cudgel uh, to beat him around the head and keep him from running again. You know, sometimes it takes a while for truth to seep out and the people change their minds on things. But 1948 was a famous year in Texas when LBJ uh, stole an election. Oh, he couldn't have stolen an election. He became senator and he's president. He's a, he's a legitimate president. But when they go back now, they realize that. Then I get to thinking, you know, he got away with that. Nobody really believes it was a fair election. And in, in many ways, he he got out of office in disgrace, and which was deserved. And uh, so we never know what's going to happen. I don't think, uh, well, we don't know what's going to happen with this next election, but a lot of people think that it's over the top. And it, it, to me, it's a contest between the people who have a little more respect for a higher law versus uh, thinking that lies, uh, lies are important and uh, truth is unachievable. And they, uh, I, I think there's more people out there that know and understand what a higher law is. You shouldn't lie, cheat, and steal. Even though it's happening all the time, uh, I think there's many that understand that. So I think it's over the top right now of what's going on. That's not to say it's 100% on one side versus the other side. But I'll tell you what, uh, another indictment. Somebody said there are going to be many, many more, and they're going to come out of Georgia and every place else. I think every time they do that, I think Trump probably, well, he picks up a couple million dollars. We know that. It, it really boosts his, his uh, fundraising. So it, it is a, a re really distorted situation, and unfortunately, it's been around for a long time. Pure democracy is a messy thing, and I could make a few suggestions on what they ought to do about that. Yeah. Well, they're obviously using lawfare against him, you know, trying to use the law uh, as a weapon against him. But, you know, Julie Kelly, who we had on the show, and she's been great on the January 6th stuff. She's an investigative reporter with American Greatness, uh, and I have a lot of respect for her. Well, this is from the Zero Hedge article that we were both reading this morning, and this is what she writes about it. It's pretty chilling, Dr. Paul. She says, Smith, and now that's the prosecutor, Smith knows this case is small potatoes compared to what he's about to inflict on Trump and several associates for January 6th. It's very likely Smith will use the classified docs uh, prosecution as leverage to seek pretrial detention for Trump when the special counsel indicts Trump for the several January 6th related offenses, which could include seditious conspiracy. So they're going to use those classified documents as a pretense to put him in jail, in the slammer, while he awaits trial for all the other stuff they're piling on him. And it just raises the crazy specter, Dr. Paul, of, uh, of uh, poor old President Trump sitting there in his jail cell um, running for president. And I think you're right. I think if that's going to ha if that happens, I think it's going to um, bring a huge sympathy uh, around around Trump. And it's going to get people to think there's really something wrong, not only with Biden, but with everyone around him. I, I just think it's going to backfire. I don't know how you feel about it.
Well, that's a, that's what I think, absolutely. But I tell you what, there there is going to be another option, which is the dangerous option, because there's going to be a few people who will get really fed up with this if they see Trump in handcuffs behind some bars, and that will be a declaration that uh, is very very dangerous. It would really challenge those of us who who resist and try to prevent the use of force to bring about political changes. But that that would excite a lot of people in a very negative way. So uh, let's just hope that it's limited to people waking up and, and saying, well, yes, this has been a ripoff. This is an extreme uh, abuse of justice and uh, do, do, their, do their argument and fighting out in the, in, a, in the political election period there. So I think that is what we hope for, but let's hope none of that fits. Let's hope that American people wake up sooner, it, uh, but, but we shouldn't give up hope that they won't wake up. I know it goes a long time. It took a long time for people to wake up and realize that the, FBI, the CIA was involved in the Kennedy assassination. But uh, it didn't take 20 years for people to say, you know, <clears throat> the uh, lockdown over COVID uh, was a hoax. And yet they're still fighting that by trying to destroy uh, RFK because he suggested you know, scientifically, his arguments, and they've turned, you talk about turning and twisting what a person says, that's been an example of what we've heard there. Absolutely. Well, you were teased out a little bit about this G20 thing when we started, so we should probably talk a little about it. And hey. I guess the short, the short version is that um, uh, they sent Janet Yellen over there. Now, she's not had that great a success. She went over to China. Uh, some people were saying that she was taking some psychedelic mushrooms over there. That might have helped, actually, it helped her out a little bit. But she went over to India to do the G20 summit. And she basically, as U.S. Uh, uh, US government people tend to do, she went over there like a bull in a china shop. Uh, and she had all kinds of demands that the final communique has to condemn Russia and has to talk about supporting Ukraine until the end of time. And everyone better sign this up or you're really bad people. Well, she came face to face with the fact that the world has changed. And she didn't get them to line up behind her and sign the document. In fact, as you started the show pointing out, there was no final communique because the U.S., again, with its allies, of course, its lapdogs like the U.K., they came in expecting one outcome, and that outcome didn't happen. So things, I think, have changed quite a bit, uh, and the G20 meeting has concluded without the statement of condemnation uh, for Russia and full, complete support for Ukraine. How often do you think it's happened in the last 10, 20 years that people would say, well, we're bogged down here in Vietnam and Korea and all this. Well, you had no exit strategy. Oh, that's that's a problem. You don't have an exit strategy. And I think that the main reason where why that is, is they don't have an enter strategy. What are you getting involved for like that? But there's no exit strategy. I think ever since it was declared that the part of the Constitution, one of the parts of the Constitution that they deliberately omitted, and that is the declaration of war by Congress. No, we're never going to do that again, which I was told point blank that that doesn't happen anymore so, <laughs> so forget it and uh, that that to me it means that there you will have these no exit strategy and uh, then you have nothing more than uh, political political people playing games and I think what has happened 
is that uh, we, we have the Ukrainian people being right in the middle of this. We have people there that uh, would disagree with us on politics, but they also fell into the trap of playing fiddle for the uh, Americans and and for NATO, and uh, and it's built on building up the hatred of the of the Russians. So that's a propaganda stump. And now now even without. Uh, 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 wondering what the options are, you say, what's the exit strategy? And I think that's why they don't have one because they don't even know why they're there. You know, they don't have an exit strategy. So they didn't get a communique to explain what we're there for. And the only thing they start looking at, and we can win over a couple now, so hawkish Republicans and saying, well, maybe we're running out of money. Maybe it's a fiscal thing. Well, Fiscal is one thing, but it's also the morality of war and the use of force to remake the world. That we tried we remaking the Middle East, and there's still a lot of remaking that is necessary. Yeah, and let's be optimistic about that because we did see one of the things we did see when Tucker Carlson did the Blaze TV's uh, uh, discussion with the other Republican candidates is the ones that were the most hawkish absolutely looked the most ridiculous, and Tucker is a master at that. Uh, he certainly made uh, Mike Pence look stupid. He made Nikki Haley look very dumb, which isn't super hard. Um, and Tim Scott and the others, because, well, why should we support Ukraine? Because we have to. Well, why do we have to? Because we have to. And, and on and on and on we go. So, But the last thing I think we wanted to talk about, Dr. Paul, is this article in the Washington Post that came out today. And uh, we commend it to others to read. But uh, the title is Ukraine Aims to Sap Russia's Defenses as U.S. Urges a Decisive Breakthrough. Now, this smacks of desperation, in my view, Dr. Paul, because basically what the article is saying is that five weeks into the counteroffensive, they've essentially gained nothing. The tactics that they were trained in uh, by NATO have not worked, and so they've had to adjust their tactics. And the thing is failing. It's not going according to plan. And the U.S. is encouraging them to go in even harder, even as, and we talked about this yesterday, I think, um, it's reported that 30% of the Bradley fighting vehicles we sent over there have been destroyed. And I think it was Forbes that reported a 20% of everything that's been sent over there is gone. So it's being crushed. Instead, and this does remind me, Dr. Paul, of the COVID thing, the, the bumper stickers. Even though it's obvious that what they were saying that have been saying is wrong, Ukraine is winning, wear your mask, get your shot. Everything they've said is wrong. They can't back away and take a look at it. They have to continue with the bumper stickers and that's what we're seeing here in nato and it's actually i think you suggested it early very disgusting that the u.s is pushing them to put everything into the breach and have a lot more people slaughtered in what is obviously a lost cause hey you, you know during the debates the uh, argument was that most annoyed me that i really got perturbed about was yes we have to stay we have to say yeah you're right it's not going well we should have done it we should have done this and that but just think how many men have died how many women died how many wounded have you know have there been we can't we can't quit now or they will have died in vain yeah just think of the insanity of that oh go out and do more of it and then you'll have more people dying in vain. But that is that was one of the arguments. In a way, this is what they're doing in there. We had a strategy which was non-existent. We don't really know why we were there. And why did the American people sit silent and let them go in there? The information is available. 
And uh, yet, I don't think they learned it in the government schools on somehow how some of these things have happened through our history. But uh, the argument that we have to continue because although we may have made mistakes and they were very bad, but we have to have a cause. We can't figure out what it is, but we have to keep sending the troops in, keep building the weapons. Maybe it's the building of the weapons that's a motivation more than the strategy of moving the world in the direction of peace and prosperity. Yeah. Well, the, 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 this whole counter, quote unquote, counteroffensive, uh, the one thing that I think is most important about it, Dr. Paul, is that um, NATO weapons and tactics are on display here. And that's what I think has them trying to force Ukraine to keep going, because by all objective measurements, uh, NATO weapons and tactics are not doing very well. We're seeing the destruction of the Bradleys, of the Leopards, all the wonder weapons uh, that have been sent over there that we were promised would be game changers have turned out to not be game changers. So in the la with a lack of success in that department, what they've done is just say, I'm sorry, you got to throw all your men at this and have them all killed. Uh, you know, and if you look at any way on the, on the drawing board, you know, when you're an attacking force, you should have a three to one advantage. Uh, which they do not have. And the other thing you talk about NATO tactics, they trained these Ukrainians for this counter-offensive uh, offensive on combined armed tax tactics. And that requires the use of an enormous amount of armored vehicles, infantry, artillery, and air power. Well, Russia has complete air dominance. The Ukrainians cannot get anything <clears throat> up in the air, at least not for long. They're running out of artillery. They're running out of infantry. Uh, they're running out of armed vehicle, armored vehicles. They're in, on every sort of on every measurement. They're running out of things, and the NATO tactics they've been trained in have not uh, found success. So again, uh, NATO's response to Ukraine is, "I'm sorry, guys, you got to keep dying. Uh, we've got a lot at stake here. If it's shown that our weapons are no good and our tactics are no good, we're going to have a heck of a time selling these things overseas. So you're going to have to take one for the team." Yes, and I think uh, the point is well taken, and uh, it serves their, the interest of some people don't really care long term because, oh, we've used up all those bombs? Huh, we need to build some more. So they go back to building uh, more bombs. So the, the that whole argument should wake people up, but generally it, it doesn't. But, you know, there's another side effect of, of all this. When these uh, weapons, all of a sudden, and you mentioned it in your statement, that, oh, they're finding out that uh, NATO American weapons have been used, and we've been trying to hide behind, the, you know, the people who have fallen into the trap of fighting NATO's battle uh, out of a pretense they're saving freedom for their country. So I think it, it's the fact that, uh, that uh, there's a moral uh, hazard there as well, because they are now looking and saying, hey, Maybe America is more involved. I think that's what's waking up some Americans, but there'll be others too. And as our un as our empire unravels and our financial system unravels, uh, I think there's going to be more piling on. And I think that's one of the reasons why eventually it will not be in the interest of the world to preserve for any longer the dollar standard and today it's in their interest to continue to do that but eventually that will change because this whole idea of these perpetual wars and the profiteering by american companies and others british companies many of them doing but the profiteering is an international organization there's no doubt about it but i think that is uh, one of the things that people uh, are starting to recognize too and that's 
getting the truth out and people realizing, oh, I thought this, I thought this was, uh, uh, you know, uh, Russia, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, a war between Ukraine and Russia. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure it had nothing to do with the coup of 2014. Daniel. Yeah, I'm just going to close out now uh, by uh, thanking our viewers for having patience with us. We do have some problems sometimes with our internet down here in Clute, Texas. It just does happen. So we appreciate you sticking around with us. Uh, and if you like the show, please hit like, please share the show, please make comments. Uh, and we will be back, hopefully, fingers crossed, at our normal studio tomorrow. Dr. Paul, over to you. Very good. And I'd like to close with uh, supporting that statement for sure. And I, I think uh, it, 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 what we talked about today, both economic policies and domestic uh, political th things going on, but they're also enmeshed in, you know, foreign policy. Uh, I remember the time when it was announced at the presidential debate, they say, oh, this week uh, we're going to talk about foreign policy. Last week, we talked about economic policy. And I raised my hand. I said, you cannot separate the two. They're all one and the same and on purpose too. So anyway, I want to thank all of you for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.